Welcome to Cold Water Podcast. I'm Nicola Halton. We all know the importance of getting out there and doing a great work for Jesus. In this podcast, we will learn more about the people who are involved in changing lives for good, for God. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for joining me. And I want to just, you know, it's just wonderful that you're here. And um, basically, I know you as a lecturer at Mattersea Bible College. I know you as a teacher at Hollybush. And I know you as a preacher at Renew. Um, how how did you get to do those roles? And it's a huge question, I know. Um, and, you know, how has lockdown changed those roles for you? Okay, well, those are two big, big questions, aren't they? I think um, a lot of people are very concerned about what their gifts are and callings. And um, I think that the best way to describe anyone's calling or gift is uh, a spillage. Um, I'm trying to think how to spell that. S-B-I-L-L-A-G-E, like when you spill a drink. Yeah. (laughs) And... um, All ministry should really just be uh, a spillage, i.e. I've got got so much of God that that more is coming out of me than I can contain. Or I have developed, I don't know, knowledge that I can share with others. So sometimes you find people who want to preach or do something in the ministry, but you, you really are just looking at actors um, or those who sort of aspire to be on a stage or something. And I, you know, I can understand that, but real ministry is spillage. And so the way that you sort of get into any kind of ministry genuinely is to be is to be spilling over. And of course, you don't need to be on a platform in a church to spill over. I think God wants us all to spill over. The other thing I'd say is that in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul talks about gifts that build other people up. Or, let me put it in a more simpler way again, to be useful. And so when people have said to me, what's my gift? I always say, I hope my gift is the gift of usefulness. I hope after I've ministered, it's been useful. And um, if it's not useful, then it, it might be useless, in which case it's not really a good idea. So all I've ever done in my life is try to be useful and um and i hope that's still true now so i started do you remember the days of the overhead projector uh, where you had to have someone on it to um to hide the words and to move the acetate up the uh slide so i did years on that that's how i started in the ministry and of course that's as useful as the preacher is or was in those in those days and um, so, yes, yeah, so I've um, I've I've ended up um, preaching really just because I hope it's a spillage of knowledge and spirit. And I hope it's what God uh, has blessed me with, because all I want to be is useful, which means I would happily go back on the overhead projector today if that would be helpful. <laughs> You know. That is wonderful. That is a lovely, lovely 
attitude to have and we don't we sometimes just want to be at the forefront don't we mm. and that that happens when you have the gifts that God's imparted into you um, you've set up opening the scriptures and I found it very useful um, I learned all about the New Testament not all about it but a depth of New Testament that I didn't have before what uh, inspired you to do that Peter uh, yeah well that, I guess that goes back to the lockdown doesn't it um well, if, if I'm really honest, if I'm really honest with you, um, so uh, don't tell anyone I've told you this, but um, I was very worried about the lockdown. I was worried about the virus and I was worried uh, that I might not make it. I thought I might die, you know, yes. and because remember the early days, it was really very frightening, wasn't it? It was. And um, and I had several people that I knew uh, pass away, yeah. including someone in their early 40s. So I had taught the New Testament at Mattersea Hall for a number of years. And I really liked the material. I thought it was useful. <laughs> and um, And I thought it would be a shame if I passed away now with all this material. So I thought I'd better film it. So I know it's a funny answer, but that's actually the truth. Um, and then um, I realised that um, uh, that actually lockdown was a great opportunity for not just me, but for thousands of people who could, who had content, you know, who could preach and who could teach, particularly teach, um, because we'd all moved to, or not all, but many had moved to YouTube and Facebook, hadn't they, to to receive yeah. ministry. And uh, so I saw it as an opportunity to, um, uh, like like someone said, we're all televangelists now. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, um, so I, yes, so, so I realised that there was an opportunity and there would be people who would be hungry for it and who would be transformed by it. And I enjoy doing it. And uh, and actually, what is online now uh, is probably better than the material that I taught in the classroom at the Bible College. It's certainly longer. Um, in the Bible College, we were limited to uh, something like 16 to 18 hours to, to teach a course. Well, I think the New Testament course online is maybe a third longer than that. So in my opinion then it's better so um, yeah 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 so i'm really really pleased with it but to answer your question i did it because i thought i might pass away and i didn't want to pass away without without putting that material on tape anyway i'm still alive you are you are and it was all a very fragile time for all of us we all just counted our blessings didn't we it was yeah. just yeah, yeah, it was so important for us to um the the other thing is you had um a online class and you taught about acts and uh, how and so what I want to know is obviously your sermons are natural and you've preached in other countries how do you find somewhere like Brazil as opposed to the UK because that's oh. what we talked about in acts wow well uh, it's not so much I would I would say this it's not so much Brazil but the difference between Oh, I don't want to get I don't want to get too um, technical, but the difference between a pre-modern thinking audience and a modern or postmodern thinking audience. Now, I won't go into too much detail with that, but 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 a pre-modern thinking audience 
have a mindset a bit more like they had in the New Testament. Yeah. So they believe very, I mean, it's much more complicated than I'm making it sound now, but just for an example, they would really believe in the supernatural, right? Mm -hmm. um, in a way that in, say, Western Europe, people have been educated out of a bit. Um, also, in places like Brazil or, or Eastern Europe, uh, I preach sometimes in Poland and and sort of what is, uh, Malta, you know, Catholic countries, where if you talk about God, everyone knows what you mean. Now, I may not be a Roman Catholic, but but the sense that if you if you preach in say secular Britain and you mention God somebody wants to challenge you well maybe there isn't a god well what sort of god and is it is is this god a he or a she or is it an eternal spirit you know and people have a have their own views whereas in in sort of latin america roman catholic orientated countries you say god and everyone understands we're talking about the god of the bible um so that along with their pre-modern uh world view means they are much more uh, open at times to the gospel certainly much more open at times to miracles and things like that so when i traveled around brazil um it was just night after night of the most extraordinary miracles and it wasn't that i was more anointed there um it wasn't that i'd prayed more there it certainly wasn't that i was holier there um all i was all the time was tired um but but there is a there is an openness to the supernatural in in certain places that makes them very very um, conducive, fruitful. That they are ideal soil for powerful gospel ministry. So if you if you travel to one of these places, it makes you look like you're extremely gifted, and in fact, all it really is is that God is the one who can do it all. He can do it anywhere, but of course people have to be open. And I found places like Brazil very open to the power of the Holy Spirit. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, if someone was sitting on the fence of Christianity, your teaching will definitely bring them off the fence. Um, but how? what would you say to somebody who was sitting on the fence? Well, I suppose we'd want to know why they are on the fence. Some people are on the fence uh, because they're not sure if they believe the claims of Christianity. Uh, other people are on the fence um, because they don't like the moral uh, demands of Christianity. I've met a few people like that. Well, I'd like to be a Christian, but it would mean I'd have to give up X, Y, Z. Other people are on the fence because to follow your metaphor they were in the field once but they've been hurt by the church right. and uh, uh, and so are now have now moved to the fence they haven't quite got into the other field but they're sort of half in and half out so let me talk about those three things just very very fast um people have been hurt by the church um uh, first of all if someone's listening to this and you've been hurt by the church can i just say how sorry i am about that and I know that that can be very real. And I'm not gonna make excuses for that. Sometimes people, people get hurt in families. Um, people get hurt in churches. Sometimes things that have gone on have been, have really been poor. And so I'm not making any excuses. And, and if you're listening to me and you've been hurt by the church in whatever kind of church, whatever scenario, then 
on behalf of that church, I just want to say I'm I'm sorry that that happened. Um, but I would say this to you, that God is not the one who hurt you. Jesus did not offend you. It was the people that offended you. And um, so I would encourage you to come back to Jesus, who, who did you no wrong. Um, to those who are on the fence because they're not sure if they believe it, well, as has just been said, actually, I recommend my course online, Opening the Scriptures. Just have a look at some of those New Testament lectures and you'll see there's enormous amounts of historical information there that if you're that way inclined will perhaps help you. Um, Christianity is not a leap in the dark. It's a leap into the light. And you'll find plenty of, of good historical reasons to believe that Jesus came back from the dead. And um, anyway, don't take my word for it. Go and go and listen to some of those and see what you make of it for yourself. Study it out. Find out for yourself. And for those who perhaps are on the fence because of the moral demands of Christianity, the idea of giving things up. Um, well, let me first say that that will happen. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. You will have to change. But it's more that you will be changed. Uh, we believe in, uh, in the Christian faith, we believe in a God who works from the inside out. And so uh, uh, God will come and live inside you. And as you slowly cooperate with him, your, your passions and desires will change. Let me throw in a funny one. Do you remember years ago the kinds of things maybe you liked on TV or the kind of food that you liked or the kinds of things you liked to do? As you got older, those things changed some of them did anyway some sometimes we still like the same tv shows but many of the things in our lives they change we don't decide to change them they sort of naturally change and that's what that's what will happen with you as you become a christian the spirit of god will over a period of time uh not not compel you to do things but you won't want to do certain things anymore your passions and desires will change and especially if you attend a great lively and exciting church the last thing it will be is boring and so uh i think the only great thing you pick up when sitting on a fence is you get splinters in your behind and so i would encourage you uh to to make a leap not into the dark but into the light Amen. Thank you, Peter. That was absolutely wonderful. Lovely to see chat to you. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Cold Water Podcast. Please remember to subscribe and join next week.